0: this is the blaze radio on demand any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak
1: And welcome to the Pat and Stu show. That's us. Mm -hmm. That's our show. That's what we call it. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Because my name is Pat and his name is Stu. Although it's not really. Right. Yeah. Uh, My name is Pat. His name is Steve. Yeah. That's why it's the Pat and 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 Stu show. Along with Jeffy, which
2: is not his name either. Uh, his name is actually Jeff, probably, or Jeffrey, or something. I don't know. I don't it's really
1: Jeffrey, care. but he he actually does go by Jeffy. For mm. grown man going by Jeffy, who knows why? I mean,
2: <laughs> I always think of it. Now, to tell me if this is true, Jeffy. Uh, oh is it like? Oh boy! No, no. It's this is a good. This, I think this is a positive. Um, do you? <laughs> I do. Uh, why? Are, why you? You seem to doubt me already. No, like you know how like um, uh, like a. a, a <laughs> Like, I don't know how to describe this without just saying it, so I'm just going to say it. You know, like a big fat rapper would mm-hmm. go by like, you know, Little little B. You know, like it's like the reverse of what you are and like you're so mm-hmm. big. And then to go by a kid's name, there's some charm to that. Is that kind of what you're going for? <laughs> yes, dude, you're right. <laughs> I mean, what else could it be? There's no one in society named Jeffy except you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you. People go with Jeffrey. People go by Jeff. Mm-hmm. No one goes by, knows, no one. You're the only person I've ever met in my entire life that goes by Jeffy. Yeah. And is it because you want to like, hey, look, I've got this little kid's name and then I'm fat and big. Like, I was going to say it exactly that way. But... <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> yes, I was.
1: I was. So there we go. So All is right.
2: that the theory? Just quickly. Is that the theory? Can yes, we're dude. You're level? right.
1: Okay. okay. Thank you. That <laughs> didn't sound very sincere. <laughs> Apparently, a good majority of Americans oppose sanctuary cities, uh, as they should. And uh, they support Trump's immigration efforts, as, as they should. Uh, if there's one thing Trump uh, is supposedly good at, it's, it's this immigration thing. Although, yesterday, I, I saw a clip of him saying, answering a question from somebody, what are you going to do about the Dreamers? What are you going to do about? Oh, we're going to take very good care of the Dreamers. Yeah. to take very, very good care. Incredible, phenomenal care of the Dreamers. The Dreamers will be taking well care of. Mm. What? Really weird. Uh, it's what?
2: To the point of that, he his uh, current stance on DACA is keep it. Yeah. <laughs> keep it. Now, this is the most offensive part of what Obama did. Is an entire run was to just say, you know what, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, implement the law that already exists. Uh, based on because we think you know, it's mean to, do, to t- throw people out of the country who came here as kids and have been here for a long time. Now, I, you could argue that the DREAM Act, uh, which dealt with the same thing, is considerably less offensive than DACA, because DACA, he just did it on his own. It wasn't even a law. Mm-hmm. They didn't even pass it. At least if he went through legislation, at least it would be the right way to do it. He's doing the same thing without, um, without actually passing a law, And the president of the United States, who could just reverse it with a stroke of a pen, isn't doing it. Why? Get it done. It's been around for a few months. Get it done. That's an easy one. And that is a day one type of thing for a president who runs on a wall. Mm -hmm. And a guy who runs his entire campaign on a wall can't reverse an Obama executive order about illegal immigrants. And and even if you reversed it, you would just kind of go back to what it had been, which is still way too lenient on Ill- illegal immigrants, which was the entire basis of the Trump campaign, that the old rules were too uh, lenient. And I, I, he keeps saying he wants to do it in some part of com- comprehensive plan, which uh, wow. You want to do it as some kind of, I mean, a comprehensive immigration reform? Is that the, that's the Donald Trump promise we're looking for?
1: Uh, that's a bad one if it uh, is. That's really interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if people are aware. Of the compre- every time comprehensive comes up, it's like, uh, that means amnesty. That's what that means. It means you're going to give them amnesty. So In some form. <sighs> right? I mean, it's a, it's
2: a big, fat, I, again, like, I don't know why you don't just enforce the laws. This is something the conservatives have asked for for way bel- I mean, you know, Trump kept saying, oh, I'm the only guy who's talking about illegal immigration. Uh, oh, no, we've shut been talking up. about this for long before you were even long a, a Republican, uh, let alone started talking about the border. We were doing mm-hmm. it, when you were in 2014, talking about how we have to be nicer to Hispanics or we're going to lose too many elections, Yeah. that whole thing. Uh, You know, we we were all talking about it the whole time and 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 just enforcing the current law that we have is an easy way to do that without having to go crazy with new legislation or new government power. Um, You know, if you want to pass a law that makes it uh, because comprehensive immigration reform many times means, as you point out, amnesty. What I what the good part of that could be is to to streamline a system for people who are coming here who do check out and are screened to be able to come into our uh, society legally um, and allow them to actually, uh, people who want to come here and be part of the American experiment, for them to take advantage of that. I mean, I think everybody wants that with, with a few exceptions. Uh, you can make that system better without, hey, it's the 12 million people who just ignored that, ah, you're fine. Like That is not a legitimate way to deal with that problem. And that's been the problem. It's really a law and order issue. It has been for a long time with conservatives. It has nothing to do with whether we want people who don't look like us here. We do want people
1: who don't look like us here. We want everybody to come. I mean, like, I, you know, well, ideally. Well, I, I don't want people who look like Jeffy here. Oh no, 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 I, no. I, we don't that's want that's why that. I said us. I don't that want mean, Jeffy here.
2: Frankly. I don't even want Jeffy. Yeah, Jeffy's a citizen, and I don't want yeah. him here. I yeah. want him deported immediately. Yes.
0: But I mean, if we could I was all come. Born here <laughs> yeah. in the United States of America. I know,
2: and look, everyone makes mistakes. I've got um, so uh, again. I, you, you're also the exception for my for pro life for me. So gotta <laughs> <laughs> go. Like, if it's Jeffy, yes, okay, yes. Okay, yeah, go ahead and abort him in his
1: 984th (laughs) trimester.
2: (laughs) But, I mean, the ideal thing, like, wouldn't it be great if we lived in a world where everyone adopted something very similar to the U.S. Constitution, and everyone had freedom of speech, and everyone had freedom of religion, and everyone had... Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Had a small government, uh, but with a rule of law uh, society where people would be able to do what they did, uh, what they wanted to do, and, and it was fa- uh, based in the foundations of our country. I would love China, Russia, everybody, to adopt something similar. So the idea that you know we don't want people to come here, or we don't want people to benefit from that structure is completely ridiculous. We'd obviously love it if people had freedom all across the world. But that doesn't mean you don't have any restrictions of people coming in. You have to be able to look at who it is and why they're coming here. Um, and you know that's part of you know, of of, of a functioning nation. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, But you don't have to be ridiculous about it. What is not part of a functioning democracy, uh, as they would say, a functioning republic, is to allow the President of the United States, with no check on this power, to be able to say, I'm going to ignore laws that are already passed by Congress. I'm going to say, screw this, I don't like the immigration policy, therefore uh, we will not enforce it. I think that's a bad idea, and uh, I thought Trump thought it was a bad idea. Certainly he said it in the campaign a million times, mm-hmm. and yet here he is in office with the, one of the easiest things he could do, with very little opposition, is reverse this, and he, he hasn't done it yet. I mean, I, I guess you could argue maybe he's keeping it as a negotiating chip, but it's a very strange one to keep.
1: Yeah, since this is supposedly his hallmark issue, yeah. so I, I don't know. It's confusing to me, but uh, meantime, activists unfurled a Refugees Welcome banner uh, on the Statue of Liberty. Um, and the banner was quickly removed by park rangers after determining that doing so would not damage the mon- monument in any way. Police are now looking for four activists who hung it. And uh, at this time, they haven't, they haven't caught these people. Uh, all they have is a clue that one of the man's name is David. So, I mean, if you know David in New York City, <laughs> uh, call authorities New Jersey. right now. Could I, be in call Jersey. Them. I know David in New York City. You know it? Oh Ca- you need to call, need to call New call York Police Department. What if it's David
2: from New Jersey? Oh, that's a great point. That's
1: a great point. I mean, any I Davids in New Jersey or in New York mm. City
2: or any, anywhere in New York? Connecticut, Connecticut. Anywhere yeah. in the tri
1: state area. Go ahead and call authorities if you know David. It kind because, of proves that they don't know exactly what they're talking about. It sort, of, yeah. sort of proves that they have no idea who they're looking for. But uh, there's Look, it was the so, refugees no, But I mean, I'm sign. talking
0: about the Refugees Welcome sign on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I mean, it's, isn't that what the Statue of Liber- Liberty is? Yes. Uh, kind of, a, yeah. Right, but they're it, saying that yes. Trump
2: isn't doing that, right? I mean, that's their Probably. stance. Probably, yeah. I mean, it, what do you think the possibility is that they just saw it was four white people and assumed one of them was named David? Is that possible? Those <laughs> yes. racist. They're just like, "You know what? I don't it know. Is. One of them looks like a David. I don't know." Just, I'm, I'm, uh, give us a call. Can
1: I tell you this something though? I've been suspicious of of Davids for a long time. <laughs> really? A long no. time. Anybody named David, man, I don't let them into my inner circle. Really? Yeah. It's <laughs> a weird stance. Usually bad dudes <laughs> Right? Really? Davids are, yeah. Wow. as I didn't a rule. I, did not I don't want to generalize. <laughs> I'm just saying that Davids are going to burn in the fires of hell. Well, yeah. That's right. all I'm You're saying. You're not generalizing. You're just but saying no.
2: specifically Davids. <laughs> specifically Davids. <laughs> That's There's one a that generalization at, at all. this building it's very once specific. in a while
1: that I don't even know how people
0: let him into the building. <laughs> really? Yes. Into, into David this Barton, very building. Who's
1: on the freaking terrorist list from the Southern <laughs> Poverty you. Law Center proving my point. Thank you very much. I I would not be surprised at all if he was responsible for this. Hey, you should We're see some been, of this. Some of these guys. Some of his videos are unbelievable. This David Barton cat, <laughs> <laughs> continually talking about founding fathers well, and we, liberty and whatnot. We know. Uh, we know Barton so uh,
2: supports terrorism. Um, have you ever heard of the Tea Party? Where they uh, right? destroyed? Um, uh, actual merchandise from that wonderful yeah. India tea. Party? Ever heard of
1: his website? Wall builders. Oh my God. Oh wow. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Proving wow, my point. Wow. Proving <laughs> again my point. Or, okay. so,
2: or something or something. We should put it, it it could do something else as well. We should we should include that in the conversation. <laughs> it might not prove the point. It could be something else.
1: Uh just in case you didn't know, we're kidding about calling authorities if you know a guy named David. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's probably yeah.
1: Yeah. We're we'll not be surprised. Ah sure. like, oh, yeah, my, yeah my, my my uncle. I heard on the radio and television you're supposed to call if you knew David, <laughs> I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't put anything past people. Um You know, we could obviously do, we could change the way we have, you know, our structure right now is this (coughs) American system, this boring constitution, David Barton and his Mm -hmm. terrorist founders. We could do something else. We could go to socialism. Socialism works. Okay. And how does it work? I mean, look at us. Bunch of fat guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bunch of fat guys on the television. That's not right. Uh, You don't want to have a bunch of fat guys on TV. You want to walk, where you don't get that? Venezuela. You know why? The whole the country's lost
1: an average of 19 pounds 19.
2: <laughs> per person. And it's not, and I mean. 19 pounds per person. Uh, because lost. socialism is failing so so much. They're talking about uh, a Maduro diet. <laughs> what would you do to survive? Uh, citizens of socialist Venezuela are now asking themselves that question.
1: Oh, they got, got plenty to eat. they mm. they got all kinds of flamingos they're eating now. Exactly. Thousands of locals uh, yeah.
2: can't even think straight as they go to their second year of the Maduro diet as they're forced to find anything they can to eat. People are even eating their pets. Look at how yummy pets. they look.
1: Look at that. Tell me you don't want some of that. Well, they've been,
0: uh, they've been, uh... Yummy! Yeah? They have been uh, keeping an eye on all, the, you know, the zoos for even longer than, you know, maybe the past couple years, even. Including, mean, yeah. Close to, uh, big animals being eaten. Really? Oh, yeah. The horses especially Long. When are you taking your trip down there? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I want to eat out of the zoos?
2: I, I feel like you want to go into a zoo and start biting things. That's just, is what I believe about you, Okay. You know, because he's saying that Jeffy, because you're, you're well, yeah, it's more you know, it's intricate. It, it, uh, it is it's an intricate point. It is, uh.
1: but but First I think the generally point. generally the point yeah, maybe would be you, could summarize that. you know that you're mm. overweight. overweight. Um, so, so that. Was, no, I
0: understood that was. The, oh,
2: you did? Did.
1: you did. You got that? Because I didn't see. Well, like why would I want to
0: wonder... go to Venezuela when there's plenty of zoos? Well, here. I just
2: feel like you. <laughs> okay, <that's>, I guess. <laughs> I guess you could eat something like. I just feel like we protect them more. And in, in Venezuela, you can actually go and eat things at the zoo, uh, which is. Is best. that where they're getting the
1: flamingos out of out of zoos? it's protected
2: wildlife. I don't know that it's necessarily from the zoo. Wow. That was sort of a. A detail that Jeffy seemed to add there, yeah. um, but I mean, I, I, I guess you—I guess it's true, right? I guess yeah. They are protecting the zoos in South America as well. As the United States is illegal to hunt and kill the rare pink birds, the flamingo, because they are con- uh, considered a protected animal by the government, according to
1: the Miami Why? Because they look. You, you know, decent. What are they? Are they a better-looking animal than a cow? Apparently, is that uh, what the deal is? I would say that's about eighty percent of it. Yes, probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. It's so, why we don't eat puppies because they look better than cows. I, I'm telling you, to eat or not eat based on looks—that's discriminatory policy. Yes, right there. Agreed. Right uh, there. Uh, <laughs> I will say, uh, some someone
2: uh, tweeted me after I tweeted this story out and said that it's, is it possible they taste like cotton candy, and if so. <laughs> Uh, maybe they would be delicious. They kind of look like that's what they would taste like. <laughs> yeah, they look bit. like a dessert. Uh, listen,
1: yeah, they're nasty birds, uh, so bad.
2: Yeah, they're pretty mean. Are they
1: mean? Yeah. Um, I would yeah. think you would cut off that long neck, right? Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want any part of that. But no. then this looks like a lot of breast meat and whatnot, right there. So I don't Jeffy, know. I don't know. I feel like it's a breast issue. You probably want to comment on it, <laughs> <laughs> or not? Okay. You know, no. maybe you don't want to comment. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, are you sure? No, I'm, maybe we don't want you to comment. But you were the one saying. that opened up No, the door. Stu did, but he, it was an accident.
2: 82% of the, uh, the, Now this is, again, socialism at work, 82% uh, of the country lives below the poverty line. Mm. Wow. And 19 pounds on average, as Pat pointed out. Uh, people are uh, going to extreme measures to purchase food, doing some of the middle of the night in legal markets at ridiculously high prices. Uh, many of which are run by the military. When your military is running illegal black markets for food, you have a problem.
1: Yeah, you do. Um,
2: food is a better business than drugs, they're saying now. In I believe it wasn't
0: that long ago, actually, they were uh, they had banned standing in line overnight uh, for the stores to open. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because people were getting all wound up uh, mm-hmm. standing in line. So they were saying, oh, no more standing in line overnight.
2: And not to mention, they fully took over the media so that these reports couldn't come out. I mean... Right. It's really, uh, I mean, a- I,
1: I think if anything, it's gotten worse since uh, Chavez died. Don't oh, you think? Oh, yes. I mean, Hugo Chavez at least had some kind of handle on what I was think, going on. Though- it, it was bad. But I think it's gotten even worse since he left. To, to be fair died.
2: to this new guy, yeah. uh I honestly think he inherited that this, is, this a mess. was happening anyway. Yeah, I mean it, was. it it was it's yeah, it, and he has not turned it around, but that's, that's because he's maintained many of the same policies. Right. Yeah. Like, he hasn't really tried he hasn't like moved to capitalism and things are failing. Why would you? I don't know. Name
1: he, one example of where capitalism has worked. You can't. Andorra. <laughs> It's, it's really good. I, good in you might, you might have gotten me on that one because I, <laughs> okay. I don't really know Andorra's economy that <laughs> okay, well. Pretty good. Pretty I'm going to admit I'm not, I'm not as not. up on Andorran policy as I probably should be. Uh, Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein's a, it's a good. prosperous nation. Very prosperous, yeah. actually, with the highest uh, per capita income in a, in the world, mm-hmm. right? Uh, is it still? I think it is. There's like nine people there, but and they're all millionaires. They are a lot of millionaires mm-hmm. there. Uh, mm-hmm. Monaco. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go there.
2: All right. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh Hong Kong.
1: That's not a country. It's no. a city. I know. But Gateway okay. to China, though. Gateway to China. Thank you for that. thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Appreciate it. alright eight seven two seven back. More patents and Stu coming up. All
2: right. Uh, the, uh, let's talk about your phone for a second. Let's talk about capitalism. Let's talk about phone. We'll talk about capitalism. What about your phone, which is, of course, uh, Capitalist Enterprise, your, the company that is running in your phone system, uh, makes a lot of money. And what do they do with that money? Well, what if they use it to fight capitalism? What if uh, you have a belief that say, be I know, The free, the that free would market be works well. Let me give it this to a free market company that will use mm-hmm. the money to actually spend to defeat free market principles. Does that sound like a rational arrangement?
1: No, it's, it's madness. No, Luckily, there's Patriot Mobile where that doesn't happen. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide talk and text. They have the high-speed 4G LTE data, competitive prices, I mean, lower than what you're paying now, and then they donate 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice, like the NRA or, or maybe FreedomWorks. Yeah, great. Uh, Patriot Mobile will
2: even buy out your current contract with credits up to... Five hundred dollars, which is the highest number I've seen, I think, from any phone company making this type of offer. And uh, you can keep your phone number as well. You'll get great nationwide coverage, all while supporting conservative values.
1: So it's time to make that call. Uh, That's all that's left, really. Pick up the phone, and call Patriot Mobile, and they'll even waive your thirty-five dollar activation fee with promo code Pat and Stu. Pat and Stew. Mm -hmm. So go to patriotmobile.com slash patandstu or call. One eight hundred a patriot, patriotmobile. dot slash stew, or call one eight hundred a patriot. <laughs> Hi, it's Patton Stew. Hi. Um, just coming across the AP News Alert. As I as love things that just come across the AP News Alert. I don't know what this means,
2: though. I will say I don't understand what this means. And Let this me is the problem with having a Trump president uh, okay. presidency, yeah. is that a lot of times you, you need to, you know, the previous statements don't mean anything as opposed to what's happening right now. And mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know how to read this. It says, AP source, Trump administration set to lift... Federal transgender bathroom guidelines. Now, to me, that reads as if he's saying uh, the, the federal government won't get in, it won't be involved in the bathroom business, right? Um, we, can, we can only hope. Right? That's what I would think. Yes. However, Trump was outspoken on the campaign trail saying conservatives' concerns over transgendered bathrooms were nonsense.
1: Yeah. And right.
2: He was on the other side of that issue saying, you know, this got nothing to do with anything. Now, maybe if it just means he's just getting rid of the Obama era and it's going to go back to the way it was. And hopefully
1: that's what that means. I, because we had a story a while ago. I don't, I'm not sure if it was the day you might, not have, you might not have been here. Maybe you're at the Super Bowl. But, Jeffy, didn't we have a story where they were saying that uh, Trump was looking at dropping the guidelines for the schools, that he wasn't going to do the, the, the school thing and, and withhold federal funds from schools if they didn't comply with the lgbt. And he wasn't going to trans- do that. Yeah, he wasn't going to tra- do the transgender thing in bathrooms. It so, does
0: it does sound
1: familiar. So that would lead me to believe that this is a positive thing.
2: It seems like it, but I just don't yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, I I mean, don't again, the government should I, I would like the government not to be involved in that at the federal level. Yeah, me too. Um, even though yeah. I obviously uh, am a supporter. Uh, you should probably, if there's going to be a legal standard set, it should be uh, the gender of your, of your junk is the yes. way I like to put that. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a nice way to put it. Um, it's probably the way that you should do it. If you're going to have a legal standard, which I think you do have to have specifically, as we discussed many times, for someone who is essentially faking it, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, we've, we've talked about this before. I've been at sporting events many times where women will come in the men's bathroom because the line's too long in the women's room. What is that? What's the situation there? What should happen there? What does happen there is guys kind of roll their eyes and go, oh, geez, here she comes. Someone makes a joke. The girl who's probably drunk starts laughing. She goes into the stall in private goes to the bathroom, so it's not anything any different than you would, you know, the, the the one centimeter gap of where you could theoretically see in there, no one really tries to take advantage of. The person just goes to the All bathroom right. and leaves. And there's not that big of a deal. That's 99% of Correct. transgendered people going into the, the bathroom that you would just, was not their birth sex. Most of the, those things go it goes just like that. People are like, well they roll their eyes it's, it's more common where, where it's um, uh, where a, a guy, a former guy going into a women's bathroom is going to be more of an issue. Uh, but most guys, though, if a woman were to do that, you'd just be like, whatever. What is, go- what if they whatever. even notice, you know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> uh, the issue is when there is a situation where a guy who might be faking it goes into leer at women and then says, goes into court and say, look, I, you know, I identify as a woman. I know it's, uh, it might not be OK for you, but hey, that's my thing. When that happens well, then they have a legal defense to get out of the problem. That's the problem with it. That's the issue. That's why it's an issue. It's not the biggest issue in the world. It's not an issue that's going to redefine our society. But the idea that you would argue that the other standard, the one in which the person can have an out in this circumstance, as opposed to feeling uncomfortable, when they can still go into a stall, yeah. they still will have a level of privacy, even if they really do feel uncomfortable. It's just
1: mind-boggling. We just need to tell people... Shut up on this stuff. I I, I don't care how you feel. I I don't care how you feel at any given point during the course of the day. You're either a man or you're a woman. Now, if you're going through uh, some sort of crisis in your life, I feel for you, but go to the bathroom where you're supposed to. I I mean, why should everybody else be made to feel uncomfortable just because you feel uncomfortable going to the bathroom of your gender? Sorry but you have to anyway, okay? That's the way it's always been, and it should continue to be. So if you feel like a woman, either go get the surgery and become a woman, and then, you know, you go to the women's room. Until that time, you go to the men's room. And and there might be people
2: who disagree with that standard as well, but I I would say that I feel like if
1: you commit that far... If you're going to commit to that, (laughs) where you have it removed... Uh, hats off to you you're Uh, a girl and i'll I'll just go ahead and give you that whatever oh yeah whatever And
0: if you don't have it removed so you have to go into the men's bathroom and go into a stall which is private sorry how embarrassing
1: is that oh i know zero and and if you're uncomfortable with that well why does every conservative human being have to be made uncomfortable by you coming in and that's okay That's perfectly fine. You don't give a rat's ass how any of the boys feel when the girl comes in. Or Or the the girls feel when the boy comes in. most importantly. They're Mm. not supposed to be concerned about that at all, and it doesn't matter. One iota. Because of you. The only person's feelings that matter in this whole discussion are the transgender feelings. Why? Why? Why doesn't the majority feeling win out here? That's what I'd like to know. And it doesn't... Why? And
2: look, you know... I can say I think you could say that like there are issues like that where it's not
1: it's not just going to be just solely decided on. Uh, but on. this isn't one of them. Right. It, this I, is it's this not is such an easy issue. Just be- go to the bathroom where you've got where you're supposed to. Uh, it really should be,
2: especially because I mean, like, let's just say you were a a guy who feels like a, a girl, and you're like, I just can't bring myself to go in and stand next to another man and pee. I don't know. I, is that an issue? Maybe it is. I'm not in that world. However. <laughs> Every bathroom in the United States has a stall in it.
1: Every one of them. So you... Almost. I've been in a few without, but it's rare. It's well, really it's rare.
2: It's not one that has more than one person. Right. Because if you have more than
1: I mean, you True. have to. Right. Yes. I
2: mean, but no. If, it ha- if it's always... a two-person
1: thing, there's usually a stall.
2: Right. If... Because if, you're not going to... My point there is that there's not just going to be a urinal. Right. Because there's right, other right.
1: functions that happen. Believe me.
2: Jeffy's uh, <laughs> big problem here at the building. Uh, the, <laughs> the point is, though, that there's you know always that, going to be a stall. So a stall is essentially a 98% private bathroom, right? right? right. Like, yes, we understand that there's little gaps. No one understands why they exist. Uh, <laughs> why you have people can see your feet. And I don't I wish understand they didn't, why they did like I, I wish they didn't. It doesn't make exist. any sense. We, we, lived in it, we did a business for a while in a, when we had studios in New York, and they actually had floor-to-ceiling or at
1: least Florida, over your head. I love them. And there's no gaps.
2: I don't understand why they're all like that. Or I
1: mean, when you go into a nice restaurant, a restaurant and they have a nice bathroom. Or a door. Yeah, they'll have a door. They've got the door. Yeah. And i that's awesome. But it's funny because that's awesome.
2: every liberal in America would argue for what used to be the Ally McBeal standard, yeah. which was, and I've been to fancy restaurants which are like this, where the it's a bunch of essentially stalls or more usually uh, doors with, like, just where the bathroom, where the the toilet is. And then outside, everyone shares the sink area. And that was something that when that happened, people looked at it and thought it was ridiculous. Now it happens at at, at high-end restaurants all the time. Mm -hmm. And conservatives... Uh, are at the time when that first started happening, we're like, wait a minute, I don't really want to share the sink area with a bunch of women. It's kind of weird, Like, I, especially because guys are kind of gross, right? <laughs> like, especially you're in a nice restaurant where you're probably all dressed up and stuff, and you go in like, I don't know, it doesn't seem, I'd rather have a little privacy. But whatever, you can deal with it, and the reason why we were supposed to be able to deal with it is because we can go into a private area where the bathroom is. That's what exists in all bathrooms. All, like, what we're talking about is just the thing you said was okay at fancy restaurants,
1: which is you're sharing the sink area, but you have a (laughs) private area to go to the bathroom. The other thing that is really pissing me off about this is we're told all the time, because one of our main concern here is not even the transgender. Yeah, right. It's, It's the heterosexual pervert who... Now has an excuse, a legal out to say, yeah, I I was standing in the bathroom, leering at women, but I felt like a woman that day. Okay, well, go home. I mean, that's what they've given. That's what they've. That's the out they've given to an actual pervert, to Mm -hmm. an actual potential child molester, um, and and that has nothing to do with transgender. And we're told all the time. Well, that's the rarest of possibilities that never happens. When does that ever happen? It's never happened, not once. And we say, well, yes, it has. Well, yeah, but that's so rare. (laughs) That almost never happens. And yet, all they yell and scream about when it comes to abortion is the women's life endangerment, which is more rare than a pervert going into a girl's room. (laughs) Or abortions in a back alley. That's what you want, abortions in a back alley. How many abortions in back alleys are there? (laughs) Almost none. Stop talking to me about abortions in a back alley. So they're all about this being so rare and not even Mm -hmm. worth considering. But when it comes to abortion, that's all they talk about. That's very true. Very true. It's a great point. I mean, you know. Oh, I hate it. it, it look, you ha-
2: this is is not a uh, society changing issue. No. It, but it is it's important to have like, the correct legal standard. Yeah. And to say, you know, because like I, I think, I look, I, I can't say that I know thousands of transgendered people, um, but. How he, many do you know? 544. Uh, You're right. Uh, that's right that's not, thousands. not thousands.
1: That's not thousands.
2: Um, my point, though, is that I would assume <laughs> a transgendered person, um, largely speaking, would be r- rational human being on most issues, as most people are. Now, I, I've obviously, like, I've heard Caitlyn Jenner, for example, come out and say, uh, "Well, this is this is wrong. We should have the bat." Like, uh, she did the Trump thing, didn't she?
1: did yeah. she go to Trump's thing and, right, and, and say uh, that it was uh, not a big issue and I should be able to go pee and wherever it was I good. Want. And that's, that's another reason why I, I would think maybe this uh, new Trump uh, policy is not a good one, cause because he was all about, yeah, they can come into my place and go wherever they want. That's right. Right. Remember? Exactly. But the issue here is I think
2: most people who might be in that situation or activists look at this as you're not taking my situation seriously. Mm-hmm. It's not about whether they want to go pee in the other room. It's about you're not respecting my situation, which I, I deem to be important because it's my life. And for many of these people, it's how they define their lives. They define their lives as a transgendered person, not as a person. Um, And so because this is the overwhelming focus of their lives, they see it as just you're slapping me in the face by not letting me go where I want to go. But when you back off of that for a second and think, well, wait a minute. Other people have the issues in their lives they're dealing with as well. What we're asking you to do is you be the bigger person. And you be the person Mm -hmm. who says, "I'm going to go in, and even though, because I don't want to make other people comfortable, I make decisions like this all the time. When I don't, I don't do everything I want to do all the time. I say, you know what? This is going to, this is not, this will make someone feel uncomfortable, or this is, this would, you know, make other people uncomfortable in a conversation. It's common courtesy, and if you can take away an issue that really, you know, is affecting other people, and instead do something else." where you still get the privacy you desire at some level. You have to share a sink area with, uh, with guys if you think you're a woman. That is not a high hurdle to clear. And you know what? Make your arguments over time, and maybe at some point that will change. But to act as if it's the legal standard should be set against uh, the, the person who's in there going to the bathroom with the gender they were born on, it doesn't make any sense. You're talking about like, mm-hmm. we, would we make, would, is it great to have a, a, an exception made for someone in, a, in, a, in a, uh, a, a, a situation that is not common? You try to do that as much as you can. Um, but to make that the, the, the standard way of doing it is bizarre. And I will say this, the only way you solve this problem, the only way. You can, we talk about the conservative solution is, talk about the liberal solution to this. It's all nonsense because you should have a constitutional amendment, one bathroom per person. Private bathrooms are all bathrooms. That's my constitutional amendment. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. Donald Mm -hmm. Trump should try to pass this. Maybe Mm -hmm. he's the kind of guy who can get it done. Mm -hmm. Guy's never gone to a public bathroom in his life.
1: You know that's true. You know that's true. I fully support your constitutional amendment. You really do. I like that. Jeff, do I have
2: your support on this? 100%. See, I mean, look at this. We already have three three Three, votes.
1: Three votes right there. Three states. Now, let me ask you this. What if all bathrooms were closed? All of them. Along with all grocery stores. That would be a problem. And let's say All banks were shut down as well. Oh my gosh, and that couldn't was, happen. Not in America. That and then happen. convenience stores closed, and the gas was gone. What is this Venezuela you're talking about? No, it was Houston, Texas, uh, and probably other places uh, during national or Hurricane or Rita, right? local uh, emergencies.
2: The Houston one was Hurricane, Hurricane Rita. Rita,
1: right? Yeah, and so uh, when people are trying to pile out of town, everything went haywire for about. I guess it probably lasted almost seven days. And and it was surprising how long it lasted. And fortunately, we were prepared with some things from, you know, like my Patriot Supply. And uh, you can do the same thing in your life. You can be prepared for those emergencies that just pop up and then go away. Or maybe it's, you know, someday there'll be something would be more long term. You can prepare for all of these situations, but you can start with four weeks of for $99.
2: Yeah, you know, and we talk about... Uh Try to survive this thing where you can't leave. This is a good example. I don't know if we've talked about this before when talking about My Patriot Supply. But you didn't leave. Right. Now, obviously, sometimes what's predicted is so bad you need to leave because of the actual storm. But a lot of times Mm -hmm. people tell you to leave because they're worried, you know, the stores are going to be shut down and you're not going to be able to get the things you need. You don't have to do that. People died in the evacuation. That's how people died in Hurricane Rita. They died in the evacuation. I mean there was a huge I remember there was a really bad bus accident. A lot of that stuff happens. We talk about Fukushima all the time. Jeffy's a big Fukushima guy. Um, I think it was a thousand people died in Fukushima on the evacuation. None from the actual nuclear disaster. But oh, during the evacuation, yes, no, fine. it's not my opinion. It's a lot. But it's a lot of people. Yeah. And again, like, you know, there's certain circumstances where you need to evacuate to make that clear. But when, if, if you can hunker down and you're, and you're in this place and you're somewhat safe, you have a storm shelter or whatever. Yep. You can stay, this as long, you stay there as long as you're prepared. Um, and my Patriot supply could do that. You're talking about a week? Well, a week uh-huh. for four people uh, is what they're offering here. They're, they talk about it as four A month for one, for one or a week for four. Yep. 99 bucks. Then you can knock that out easily. $99 is, is a low price to pay for a month worth of food for somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're guaranteed you're spending more than that uh, at the grocery store.
1: That's for sure. If you want to go long term, you can talk to them about that too because they've got great deals on a year's supply. Uh, talk to them about it if you're really serious. 888 411 5290, 888 411 5290, or at preparewiththeblaze.com.
2: Well, a lot of people call our president uh, not good words man. He, he, he doesn't have a, the best words. Now, we all know he does have the best words. Well, he, he told us he's
1: got the best words. But He, he not, went to an Ivy League school mm-hmm. and he has the best words.
2: But some people say he not good words. What?
1: Who's, yeah. Who say that?
2: Some people say. <laughs> some people say that. However, this was uh, disproved yesterday. Um, now, Alveda King, uh, who we love, been on the program many times, was with the president as he went to uh, the uh, slavery exhibit at this new Smithsonian
1: uh, museum. Well, can you believe? I mean, can you imagine the ration of crap she's getting for being oh with Trump? Oh my gosh! Well,
2: that was before Alveda this. Alveda
1: King. Oof! This is before this. Okay.
2: Uh, this is how. Uh, this is how um, Alveda King react uh, sh- talked about her. Uh, her experience with Donald Trump and how he reacted to this slavery exhibit. Uh, the, his gaze fell on a stone auction block from Hagerstown, Maryland, on which slaves would stand before being sold. Mm. The, Trump, uh, the president said, boy, that is just not good. That is not good. That's profound. Later, Think they-
1: about that for a minute. Now, just let that soak in. Stu, <laughs> I know you want to go to the other profundity, profundity (laughs) Profundity. that he had to say. Uh, But uh, let's just let that soak in for a minute. Say those words again as he did. Boy. Boy. That is is just just not not good. Not good. That. That. Is not. Is not. Good. Good. Wow. Pretty, pretty, pretty powerful. Wow. Pretty powerful, if I may say so myself. However, that was not the (laughs) end of it. Uh, I can't believe he had more to say. This guy just doesn't stop. I know. Well, it's, it's, it's the profundity. It's the profundity machine.
2: Now, Alveda King, part of a small delegation to tour... Now, is she,
1: is she really quoting him? She's saying She's he said him. this? King, I'll, in context.
2: King, okay. part of a small delegation to tour the new Smithsonian with the president, overheard Trump say, quote, boy, that is just not good. That is not good. <laughs> Later, they came to a set of shackles that were used to restrain children.
1: Mm-hmm. Quote, that is really bad. That is really bad. Oh, he did say it twice. He did both, say it twice. Uh, both. both. Of th- that is really well, bad. That is really bad.
2: I mean, at least he didn't wow. say it was really good. I will mean, give him that. Uh, but uh, that's about uh, the extent of that's the. That's your eloquence. president,
1: ladies and gentlemen, I, boys and girls of all ages. That's your president. Congratulations. So there you go. I mean, look, he
2: was at least right on both of those issues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I will say that right. the, the, the slavery was block was, right. in not in good. effect, really not good. And I will say the these the shackles were bad. What so. what is
1: Alveda's like take on that? That it was, is she saying that he was really moved, and so this is what he said, or is she mocking him by saying this is all he could?
2: Oh, she's not mocking him. Come no, up, with no, she's no, not no, mocking no, him. no, no, no,
1: no, no! I, I think they that have a good really relationship. Uh, no, I think th- I thought so too. So yeah, it's I, really, I, it's just funny to see this
2: because like it's hard to get. And you know, part of your job as the president of the United States, right, is to convey sometimes a a solemn. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is why he was bad with Holocaust Remembrance Day. He didn't mention Jews. Uh, you know, when someone asked him about the, the destruction mm-hmm. of the, you know, the anti-Semitic attacks that have been going on and, and, and disruption all
1: around the country, uh, he didn't really address it. He He's not good at those moments. Um, and, and that's because he doesn't know anything about it. That's why. That's why he doesn't. You know, I, of course, Bush, George W., might have said, you know, this is really... Uh, uh, that's, uh, this is uh, bad. He might have done the same thing. Absolutely. He might have done but the he, same he thing. But he received criticism, and I think rightfully so. I mean, <laughs> He wasn't the most eloquent either. No. I mean, uh, look, so I, we've had two non-eloquent Republican presidents in a row now, which is... Really three. I mean, George H.W. Really Bush three. was no You're machine right. there either. It You're was right. really just Reagan. Um, and then in between, and you think had of two. So pretty in good our lifetimes, really, because I was really young with Nixon, so I barely remember. But it was a pretty good. Year. So in our lifetimes, there's been one Republican president who well spoken. Yep. I, I mean, mean, Ford, Ford wasn't. Ford was this, not good. I
2: mean, Ford he wasn't a disaster, but not, no, not but known. It, for he it. wasn't
1: the buffoon they presented him to be on Saturday right. Night Live. But he was not great either. No, he was. I would say if,
2: if not, just sort of boring.
1: Yeah, you know, like he wasn't yeah. in, an inspiring
2: man. Right. Um, you know, Reagan was. Whereas
1: obviously. they've had Clinton, who was a really good communicator. Yeah. Obama, a good communicator. In two
2: different ways, too. Let's say like Obama uh, did well with speeches and yeah. sort of the grandiose thing. Where Clinton was a great. Communicator, when it came to just, and he could make you think he, make, he really cared yeah. about.
1: It. I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah, and that stuff worked. We it's, we mock it, it, sure it now. It We mock it now, but then I mean, that worked. Sure it worked. It did.
2: It uh, really he well. He
1: looked at us right in the eye. I believed him. I did not mm-hmm. have sex I with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. Yeah. I did not ask anyone to lie, not once, not ever. I I believed him. I it. believed him. And and I remember at the time, Glenn and I were like, well, wow, are we wrong on this? Because you don't say that if you're guilty. And that was the reason I believed him. One year later, okay, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But at the time, you're thinking, holy crap, that was convincing. I I know. I I believed him (laughs) partially
2: because it was a very convincing performance. Yeah. And partly because... I thought to myself, Up to the same point. way that it entered my mind with Anthony Weiner. You don't Weiner, do that. Uh, you can't say that if it's not true. Like When Anthony they Weiner was going care. on television saying, you know what, I wish it was my, my junk because I,
1: look how impressive it was. <laughs> no. You think That's yourself, where, and I remember that too, because that's where we all started. Is that maybe not him? Right. Maybe he's not right. guilty because you so, don't do that.
2: I mean, it's such a risk if it comes out that it it's is not you. Anymore. It's, it's really not, not anymore. It's just not anymore. It's not. And I think Clinton... Paved the way for that for me not to be won over by Weiner uh, in his Wiener talk, uh, but it, although
1: he created a little doubt in my mind, yeah. yes, he did. Even the,
0: then, oh, that I mean, I remember as well. when mm-hmm. when Weiner was like, "Oh, I wish that was me," right?
1: You you're thinking, "Well, that can't be minute. him," then right? Because and that's why you he wouldn't said it, of course. do that. Yeah. Right? And I thought to myself, "How
2: could this bot guy be?" And and this is <laughs> I don't know much about. Uh, I still don't know Twitter very well. It's fantastic. At the time, I was like, "How what? How in the hell?" could this guy tweet a picture of his junk over the internet? I know. That seems so impossibly dumb. Now now that I know a little bit more about uh, Twitter, uh, you know, he basically just left one letter off, right? Like, if you have the D for direct message, that is it. You take that D out, it's just a tweet. Yep. Right? But again, like, what moron is a congressman who's A, tweeting uh, pictures to girls, and now we find out underage girls of his junk, right. and B, doing it over Twitter? Like, if you're going to do it, you, you know, General Petraeus, for example. General Petraeus has an affair going on, and he his I think his idea was brilliant, to be perfectly honest. Instead of emailing his girl, they created a joint email account. And they would write messages to each other in the joint email account, which they both mm. could log into, and then save them as drafts. Yeah. So you would have to go into the draft folder of the email box and look in there, and there would be a conversation between two people in the same email box. How they figure that one out shows the tentacles the government can can come up with to figure out uh, what mm-hmm. you're doing in your private life, first of all. But second of all, like that's a good idea. Yeah. Right? Like that's a pretty impressive wow, that wow, he really thought that one out. It <laughs> still got caught. <laughs> to, Anthony Weiner's just tweeting it to,
1: to constituents. Idiot. Idiot. Triple eight seven two seven back, more patents too coming up. I mean, what are you supposed to do when you want to tweet your Weiner out there? You don't <laughs> tweet your Weiner. I don't know, ask Brett Favre. Yeah, that didn't uh, work out well either. You know, that he just go texted well. it. And he just texted Jeez, it.
2: Jeez, man. We've labbed a little bit too long uh, for the Jeffy segment today, so uh, you're welcome. It's uh, canceled. Now oh. maybe we'll do it next hour. you got a lot of good stuff coming up, Jeffy. Yeah,
0: I sure do sure do i got all kinds of stuff
2: i was thinking about you last night actually um because i was watching my 600 pound life and (laughs) i were you watching it actually
0: well i don't think it was the one that was on last night because uh i dvr'd uh the end of one i didn't catch the other day of diana from seattle into houston oh okay
2: this was this uh, was um i can't remember i had to catch the end of diana uh loopy (laughs) i believe was her name yeah, that's not the one I watched. Anyway, she uh, <laughs> she had a she had a problem with uh, she caught her husband uh, surprisingly uh, texting don't with another say girl. It. Oh no! What? Right. No! no. And you think, wow, what
1: could what possibly what, 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 could be wrong with their forever love? She was that's... at
2: she was only six forty-two. She's uh, only six hundred and
1: forty-two pounds, yeah. and he's cheating Is on it, her he's already. Cheating on her, it's like
2: oh, It's like if Tom Brady were to cheat on Giselle. it's like right. You know, you don't.
1: Still, right. that so, does not make it right. Right. Let's no, no, just you say that. I was surprised by it. I just was surprised Thank by Thank you, That's Ben Gray. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to Talk anymore?
0: Welcome to it, Pat Stew program. I'm Jeff.
1: Yeah, Stewart. Boo. Maybe you could. I don't know. Get to it. Is that possible?
0: Uh, first story. You'll uh you'll both like a little major league baseball. They're back in action a little bit coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Reporting to the to the mounds, and it'd be nice to have my shoulder back uh, to pitching. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, pitching What's strength, now? but uh, it's not right now. But the uh, Major League uh, Baseball uh, Union. Uh, agreed to no more four pitches on the intentional walk.
2: Oh, so this is happening.
0: They're going to happen, so they're just going to get the signal from the dugout.
1: Goes uh, out oh, the okay, so Auto, you don't have, no to, you don't have to throw the ball anymore and actually right. do the pitch out. No more four, right. That's good, because uh, it, it'll just speed up the game a little bit. And that's what
0: they're trying to do,
1: yeah. right? I mean, a that's what they're trying to do is speed know, up but the game. Yes, uh,
0: and, I, and I think, uh, I, you know, I don't know if I don't, it didn't say whether they were going to count the pitches, you know, because uh, give the pitcher the pitch count? You know, because technically there is no pitch, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right, so I would say so, no, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, uh, the pitch count isn't a factor of the MLB anyway. It's just the coach and, and what they think oh, the guy. You do know, keep it it's not like it's stat. Little League where you, you, you can only do 75 pitches and then he's out of there.
2: Right, but it's, it is an official statistic. Mm-hmm. So I guess there, there, is. there is some potential. There know, is, but uh, it, doesn't,
1: it doesn't really matter. In no, the a lot of, of stat
2: things. nerds at baseball, so probably we're concerned about that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Not yeah. that big of a deal. I, I say I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah, kind of a I
0: traditionalist
2: in baseball. Fine with it. I'm fine. I'm probably okay with that one too. I mean, I am. A, I would say I'm generally speaking a tra- traditionalist in baseball. Like they were talking about too. some other stuff that uh, they were talking about. Did you hear about this um, extra innings plan they were talking about? No oh
0: boy. Oh, oh my so. gosh.
2: You want to talk about terrible? They want to essentially <laughs> do like a college football overtime situation oh. with baseball, in which they would start every extra inning with a guy on second. What? They would just start it with the guy in second. So that they would so be. So you're already,
1: you're already. So, already a like a position. single might score the guy. Right. And then you'd be up by a run. And then the next team would have to do the same thing. Yep. Or they lose. Yep. So they would
2: uh, like, you know, the same thing the way college So It's almost does it, like
1: or, a sudden death, kind of, except the other team has a chance. Right?
2: Yeah, well, no, yeah, it's, it's sudden, sudden death, is, death means the other team scores. doesn't. It's over, right. Right. right? So no, it would not be like sudden death at all. It would be sort time. of
1: like sudden death, but the other team has a chance. Is what <laughs> so I'm saying. So it'd be sort
2: of like sudden death, except the defining <laughs> except characteristics sudden of sudden death would not apply. <laughs> right. Um, That's, other what, than I'm that, That's exactly much, what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. But it is similar to the college football uh, thing, which I, I know you like. I love it in football. That's a I, I dumb rule in baseball. I don't particularly They're like not it. Really doing it though. They're doing it supposedly in the minors. I think maybe this year. Um, they're actually seriously considering it, which looks really bad to me because they don't,
1: they don't want the game to go into
2: eighteen I, innings. Right, I don't like whatever. jumping into situations, and, and I, this is why I, I would say I don't love it in, in football. But I, you know, I'm you know, it's more understandable to me in football, especially in college. Like, it's if they did it in the NFL, I I would not be a fan of that change. Um, but really, like I don't like jumping into the I, I, of, in the I middle of it's in the middle of a drive, it, yeah. like right. It's like in the middle of an inning. Like mm-hmm. you 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 you've what you've done is you put. Plays in that yeah. didn't happen into effect, which I
1: don't like. Right. Um, but, I don't either.
2: But, you know, uh, and especially in baseball, it makes no sense to me. Uh, no. So I hope mm-hmm. they don't do that one. And that one would be an ugly change. They're talking about potentially putting uh, the DH in both leagues again, which I don't think that's ever going to happen. It just seems like they've been talking about that forever. Um, so that one doesn't seem like a – and I like the difference in the leagues for some reason. I will say, like, you know, mm-hmm. watching – it is a weird thing when you think about it. And it's been a long-time rule. It has. Um, obviously, this goes wow. back to the founding of the of the league, but it's like basically like the assumption is eleven percent of the at bats in the National League are pointless, right? right. Like you don't you go as a fan and you're like, all right, well, eleven percent of these at bats today will be ones that aren't interesting. Right. Now there'll be some substitutions here, so maybe it's less nine percent of the at bats. But that's a big the thing to say a while. as a league is like we're gonna we're gonna throw away about nine percent of our uh, of, of our action. We're just going to throw it away. Mm, right. Either the the the, the pitcher's going to strike out on three pitches or maybe they bunt. But not a lot's going to happen in, in those at-bats. It's a weird thing to just sacrifice for a league. When you're talking about, like, the NFL just changed their extra points because they were too boring and everyone was making them to 33 yards to make that a little bit more interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, they, Very rarely do sports say, yeah, we're just going to sacrifice a good chunk of our play. Um, so they're talking about potentially making that happen as well. Um, I That one seems like... Tradition in baseball is usually so—it sure is—so much of a factor. That's that why that—that you know? mm-hmm. that, that intentional walk really kind of surprised
0: me. that's yeah. a, one of the things that you know. I, w- I, I would say give them a time limit. You know, I would argue for a time limit on the intentional walk. Like, if you're gonna walk a guy, go out there and throw those
2: four pitches. That one's Let's go. so pointless, though. Like, I would say I—that one I'm fine with. I would also support, and I think a lot of people in baseball might not like this, but I would also support a pitch clock. I think mound, cool. yeah. I would support walking around the mound, picking up the rosin that. bags,
1: scratching yourself, twenty-five seconds, twenty seconds, up. picking In the pants out yes. of your butt. Then you the snort a and you can like do you all that. Fire with the... off a snot rocket, and then you finally wander back to the mound, and, you and you then you shake the off plot. a couple of pitches, <laughs> and then you walk around the mound again. I hate that. It's like okay, I I'm done, and then I'll do the yeah. channel. I I can't I can't take it. I can't. Yeah. Life is just too fast-paced now to watch that.
2: And the penalty is a, a ball, right? If you don't get the pitch off yes. in 20 seconds, it's a ball. I like that. I, think I that's, like that. I, I, that's a that's cool a change. Point. It would limit the amount of time I in like between the stuff. You know, if obviously there's, there
1: would be... Give him 20 seconds to throw the next pitch. 20 is fine. 15, what, 20 seconds. From signs. the time they get the ball. From the time yeah. the pitcher gets the ball. Yes. T- gets, goes you to got 20 club. seconds. Yeah.
2: Go. I, I, the only problem I don't like about that is that then you're... You're allowing the catcher to hold on to it for them to extend the time. Oh, well. And all that stuff can happen. No, I would say from the time the, the pitcher mm. h- hits the mitt. Yeah. The second the it hits the mitt. Hits the catcher's 20, mitt? Yep, yeah. 20 seconds.
1: Yeah.
2: Now, you want to go 25? Course, what do you do? do what
1: are you doing on foul ball? Then the, the second the... Bat hits the, hits the bat. When it hits the bat... Go. And then it's just up to the umpire to get the ball to the pitcher. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if you want to do it from the time the umpire throws, I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a I legitimate... I
1: would for the, uh, the other one. I want that
0: ball in that pitcher's mitt before that clock starts.
2: Well, the problem with, I mean, 25 seconds on when you have the ball? 20 what you, seconds. What do you need 20 seconds for when you have the ball? You don't
0: need 20 but, seconds. Yeah, at least, but... With, Wind up and throw if, the ball. If we're talking about, you know, uh, tradition, uh, part of uh, some of your... Uh, offense and defensive plan would be for the pitcher to stall a little bit right right and I, to, I, that's what to, I think you're your, trying to get your pitchers out you in the bullpen, it. warmed up moving around whatever Move it. let's go I know but yes. I'm just saying that
2: I, I get it and there's the those things need to happen in 20 seconds well that's not that bad no I agree. plenty of time <laughs> you want to make it make it it's the same with the NBA make it a 24 second clock I'm fine with that but it's, it should be something where like the time is limited and you're punished if you go over that time. So yes. you might say if you have an 0-2 count and you need some extra time, you might just walk right through that thing and just have oh. a ball and not even throw the ball mm-hmm. and take the extra time. I don't know. But, I mean, it would add a little bit to it. It would be interesting as you got closer and closer. It would also, by the way, really uh, help people try to steal bases because if, you, if that per- pitcher takes too much time, they're going to have to rush because if you've got a person on base and they know the pitch has to come before the uh, you know, zero... Uh, on that clock, they're going to know when you're going to pitch it, so they're going to be able to well, get a really good jump. They're
3: gonna,
2: okay. You would know because mm-hmm. you see the clock ch- timing down. I think it's a clock too. It needs to be visible, not like the you know the ump is holding a watch, right? You know, like, and, and I think it should be visible. And if, as it gets closer, you better pitch it with five seconds left. You know, um, I think that would be kind of interesting. Plus, I think I, they've also talked about limiting th- throws over to first base. Like, you get a certain amount, and that's it. Oh, I see kind of like that too. I kind of like that no too. Way. Maybe three an
0: inning. With a guy on base, mm-hmm. you got to be able to keep him back.
2: You have to. Yeah, you do. That's why you would really monitor how many times you throw over. Because you wouldn't get, want to get down to there's only one left. Because if you throw over that last time, then you can't throw it all. And then you're really screwed. They're going to steal that base. Yeah, you can't do that. You could pitch out at that point. Bottom <laughs> line of, this is really, now we're now getting a little deep. Yes, uh, yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, what sorry. else you got?
0: In Massachusetts, if you want to talk about. Throughout our struggles here in the United States in the last few years, it's been between the relationship of uh, youngsters and the police, right? I mean, we've had uh, Mm -hmm. struggles all over this country. Well, in Massachusetts, uh, a school, an elementary school, had a deal where they called it High Five Fridays, where the police would show up and they would high five the students as they go into school. Cool. okay and I thought well that's pretty cool that's nice yeah, uh, yeah. I mean it got the kids to going together and uh, you know doing that uh, no now nah, that's been halted uh, no during a school committee meeting uh, concerns were raised that not all children would feel comfortable with police presence at the beginning of the school day Others started to question the long-term impacts of the program and wondered if the program was valuable after the meeting police were asked to pause the program we don't want
1: to' unbelievable. Wanna,
0: we don't wanna, we, uh, I mean, seriously. Uh, what,
1: what what are the risks here? You might like police too much. You might trust them. Uh, what what is the risk there? I I, I don't know. Make, you might develop a relationship with uh, th- an authority figure that may help you long term. Right. Well, well
2: right. it could be that you know your parents are sitting at home all day telling you how evil the cops are. The kids are getting scared going by them. I mean, that's if, possible. It, it, yeah. And that's or
0: or or illegal aliens. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if, I'm sorry. How dare you? I'm sorry. Undocumented
1: I immigrants. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, the, more than that. Citizens. 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 Undocumented citizens. Thank you. Citizens. Thank you. Thank <laughs> I you. apologize. There are no illegal human beings, and especially not when it comes to our children.
2: The reason I said undocumented immigrants is because is there was a little debate going back before between a couple people that we like, um, Jake Tapper mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Dace, who has been on this program before. Yeah. And I happened to notice on Twitter. Did you see this today on Twitter? Steve Dace went on a, 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 an epic Twitter rant about how... I guess, I don't know, I did not see Tapper do this, but apparently he used the term, or it was in a story he tweeted or something, the term undocumented immigrants. Um, And Dace was screaming at him about it. I Um, I don't know, screaming is not the right word, I guess tweeting at him about it. And and Tapper's response was, "That's, that's AP style guy, that's what we go by. Um, the AP style guy oh, yeah. is undocumented immigrants. Oh, yeah.
0: AP, and ABC does that
2: all the time, too. I, hear, I mean, that's, I, that's incredible. That's agonizing. I mean, like it's undocumented agonizing. immigrants is not. Come it's, on. No, that is not right. Well, that's not the fight.
0: Are. That's the fight that we've got into now, right? Is the fight is uh, uh, immigration isn't about legal immigration. When you right. talk about immigration, immigration just means that we're supposed to be okay with just anybody coming in no matter what.
2: But, like, like for example, if I am driving, right? I'm driving down the road uh, and I left my wallet at home, okay? So I don't have my driver's license. I'm an undocumented driver. I'm still legal. I just don't have my documents with me, right? Correct. That is, that's undocumented. Undocumented is not if I've never received a driver's license and I'm driving. That's not an undocumented driver. That's, no, that's an illegal, illegal driver. Driving. Right. That's a major difference. I mean, that's undocumented acts as if you just mm-hmm. left it at home. That's, well,
0: that's not really, what happened. That's a really good analogy because that's, that's exactly great. what it is. Yep. And they've, they've, they've won that argument, too, uh, so far, in the past year anyway, well, the fact with, that, the way, with immigration. And, and, I mean, and while we've we've I, I'm, I'm not go. beating
2: up on Tapper for using it because, I mean, they probably do have those sort of standards whatever where they is, go yeah. by the AP sti- style guide or whatever. But, I mean, the issue is it shouldn't be the AP style guide. That's the argument here. Mm-hmm. The, the AP is that, is, that is a position on an issue, calling it undocumented immigrants. If you want to say illegal immigrants, I can, I can deal with that. There's probably a term you could, because you don't need to go illegal aliens, though it's absolutely ap- applicable in this situation. You want to say they've immigrated against the law and say illegal immigrants, I think that's okay. You could say, because um, the, immig- the immigration process would be them coming into the country and they've done it in an illegal way. But to, to not identify that they've broken the law to do this is complete. Is taking a position on the issue. Um, and mm-hmm. so the AP should yes, change that. Is. They won't. If they change it at all, it'll be undocumented citizens.
0: Yep. Good news um, for, uh, and one more, good news that uh, if you uh, were hoping that someday Popeyes would become good, uh, maybe it will. Burger King purchased Popeyes for uh, $1.6 billion. <laughs> not a billion fan of Popeyes.
2: Dollars. Am I sensing that from Jeffy? Uh, uh, a fried Popeyes. chicken place? Uh,
0: the, the chicken is good. Uh, some of the uh, side dishes are not uh, as good as they should be. I will
2: say, I've not had it in a while, uh, but I did I did like their biscuits back in the day. I remember, you know who was a huge fan of Popeye's biscuits to the level of he would preach about them on the air and and, and, and get them to bring I... in free biscuits? Uh, Glenn Beck. Really? <laughs> Loves the Popeye's biscuits. Ah, you, the know had,
1: you know who had really good biscuits was uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters. Remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. They had those little... Biscuit things that were phenomenally delicious. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't even need butter on them. They were so good. The ones, good. Come, they were the ones that are pretty good now, the soft
0: ones, uh, they're, they're, not the, they're not the biscuits. They're more rolls. But is that the Chicken Express here in
1: Texas? Uh, I've
2: never, never, never been there.
1: Me either. I, I've, I've rarely if <laughs> ever dark. been to Popeye's. Uh, i <laughs> certainly not, never been I to will Chicken say Express.
2: The only time I've ever been to Popeye's that I can remember was in association with Glenbeck. Beck who is a big fan yeah, of the of the biscuits in particular. Love mm. those damn biscuits. And we used to get mm. them in the studio in Tampa. Yeah, all the time. I remember that. You know who oh. else
0: uh, was big on that was uh, the uh, Tony Fatso. Oh, okay. He uh, used to, he loved loved that stupid biscuits and gravy. Oh, how's he do? you gravy. Still talk to him? He uh, Yeah, yeah he's oh, doing
2: that that. Great. that's yeah. good to hear. Tony Fatso? Yes, yeah, Tony Fatso. Uh, what was his other name I mean. uh, on the air? Um I don't even—I
0: forget what his stupid name was on the air now. But he did a barbecue show on yeah. WFLA. Uh, on WFLA. So he called, called himself Tony, Tony fatso. fatso
2: for that. But he had a different name on the air in the other show. I can't—I can't think of it. <laughs> Tony Fatso. That's a good
1: like name. That. That's, but that's, that's, that's but a that's good sauce so you want to buy, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, if the guy's—if
2: yeah. he's saying he's a fatso. And it's memorable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. So
1: triple eight seven two seven Uh
2: Quickly before you go, because yes. we're about to break for a commercial. But I wanted to mention. Um, Kenny Rogers Roasters. You you mm. sent me on a little, uh, a little a little run there. <laughs> memory lane. A little memory lane. Mm. Kenny Rogers Roasters was a big thing for a while. Sure so it was. big that it was, I loved it. I loved it too back then. And so I remember really liking it. This it, is yes. ages ago, obviously. I loved it. Gone man. out of business now, as we know. Yeah. It's funny looking back at at, at you know, the TV makes these big rules all the time. Like, for example, they would be very upset if I held up this can. Yeah, no kidding. They don't like that. They mm-hmm. what they say, no! I was watching My 600 Pound Life last night. They're blurring, blurring out, out T-shirt sodas logos and, yes, and, the and sodas. I was like, "Why?" It's agonizing. People know this is real life. They get things with brand names on it, like Coke Zero, a they, delicious drink that I like to drink. 600 Pound Life does
0: that all the time. All the
2: time, and I never understand it.
0: I, unless, it's, unless, and just stop me for a second yep. and think of this. Unless they're doing it on purpose to say, "Hey, if you want your logo shown, you got to." That pay is, it.
2: I believe, why they do it, but it's yes. dumb. Right. Coke, Coke so Zero is not mm-hmm. advertising on this stupid show. I promise you, they, should. they never are. They don't care. And we'd, if they uh, if there's we'd any like chance, of, uh, we'd love it. If there was any chance of them doing it, it was because I'd have it on the show every day. And they'd say, wow, that guy really likes Coke Zero and it's legitimate. Maybe we should advertise on the show. Mm-hmm. That's the only chance of it ever happening. Right. Right. So uh, they always do that. And I always think it's so silly. Mm-hmm. And Jeffy, what are you having to drink today? Anything uh, in particular?
0: I'm just enjoying my cold Coca-Cola Zero, Coke Zero.
2: I will say, one of the only soda companies in America that has ever said, you know what, we want to advertise with you guys because we love you, Uh, Hank's Diet Root Beer... The reason why Hank's Diet Root Beer knows that I love and is my favorite Hank's Diet Root Beer is because they of- weren't an advertiser, and I had a bottle, and I said, this is my favorite Diet Root Beer. I
1: freaking love Hank's. It's so good. Oh, my radio gosh. such a good job there. That's a good beverage. And you know what? They heard it on this <laughs>
2: show, too, Pat and Stu, not even <laughs> the radio it. show. They were, they were uh, the, you know, the guys over there. They're, they're I so love their great.
1: orange cream soda. It's orange oh, cream that's so good. It's so great. But so anyway, where are you going with Kenny Rogers So Roasters? Kenny Rogers
2: Roasters, <laughs> the only, one of the only shows that ever did that with brand names was Seinfeld. Seinfeld did that a lot with brand names. where they weren't, they weren't blurred out. They would have it on there. And so they did a whole episode about Kenny Rogers yes, Roasters. you they did. Which, when I kind of remember that. Which, when you watch it now, it's weird because they're out of business. Yeah. Another time, I, I saw this fairly recently. I'm watching an episode of Seinfeld, and they're traveling and they get on they go to the airport get on the plane they're blabbing on the plane and you know how they do that when they rejoin a series they they rejoin like with the, the outside of the house or the outside of the building <laughs> and then you're in, and then they show the inside mm-hmm, scenario mm-hmm. so they show the outside of the uh, of the airplane where they're they're boarding what airline trump airlines oh my gosh that was the airline really? seinfeld nice. was taking nice. in that show which oh, again great. obviously quite out of business at this point point. and now the guy wow. who ran the defunct airlines is the president, president of the united
1: states that's amazing wow that that's amazing. really that's amazing. the turn of events I, I you know now that we're going down the kenny rogers roasters <laughs> lane
2: <laughs> this is another one of <laughs> the memory lane
1: uh do you remember that kenny rogers roasters came along and then boston market came along yes And of the two, I would have believed wholeheartedly Kenny Rogers would have been pretty good. Boston Market is not anywhere near as oh, good as I Boston. I will say, pretty good, uh, yeah.
2: Boston Market's got some certain, ish,
1: certain things that they do really yes, well. For example, do.
2: mac and cheese. Their mac yes, and cheese is, is freaking delicious. But I mean,
1: the candy. name of the place is chicken. Yeah, I know. It was so good at Kenny
2: Rogers. It was so good. I remember they had the pita. the like In a pita, you get the sandwiches yeah. with the chicken. This is back in the day so
1: for me. Good, but it was like, man. I remember really liking those. Those were really good. I don't know what happened to them. I think they expanded too fast or something.
2: I think yeah. you're right. Uh it was a yeah. big thing. Rotisserie chicken was the big thing. Yeah. For several years, big, and, and then they expanded big. To too big, too fast, and then yeah. and then. Went out but of we had
1: it. We had a guy named, and I think we've talked about him on radio. I don't know if we've ever talked about him here, but there was a guy, <laughs> there was a guy at the station who worked for the AM. We worked for the FM. We were the morning show for the FM. But the guy on the AM did uh, like a movie review show or something. His name is Bob Paglia and he always carried around with him a little doll of the Count from Sesame Street. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: story is so bizarre. You think Jeffy's the strangest person we've worked with? He is, but the second
1: strangest <laughs> is this guy. And he didn't have a car. Poor Bob did not. He lived at the station. He uh, he w- he would creepily sleep in the back hallways, standing up. If I'm not mistaken. standing up mm-hmm. in the dark. Mm-hmm. And well, we'd, you gotta sleep in the dark. Pat. We'd what get there at like three thirty in the morning. Show started at six. We'd get there really early to prepare for the show. And you'd be walking back through those back dark halls and you'd turn a corner and, oh, God, geez, it's Bob Paglia standing there sleeping <laughs> so in the weird. dark. So, so, weird. so weird. He bathed in the bathroom sink. That's I, it's just one of the weirdest. And then he would put his little doll, his little count doll, in his basket with him when he went to do the movie reviews. And the count would sit next to him. He'd buy two seats. <laughs> One for Stop him, it. one for the count, and the count sat next to him. Nobody else could. And that's he, fantastic. He, guy didn't own a car. He he was would he? drive his bike to the Kenny Rogers Roasters, which was I don't know five ten miles from the station, and then he'd do his shift there, and then he'd come back. And a lot of times he'd bring us those delicious little biscuits. Uh, and that's why we had him on the show all the time. Uh, wow, that's, uh, we loved his biscuits. Uh, that's amazing. That is.
2: <laughs> oh look, Bob's here with uh, the count. Bob, is, do you have a movie review you you for us? And I see Bob probably is still with us do we know? I don't know.
1: I'd you love, love know. to. I'd love right. to. have lost out. track with well, Bob. I, I've lost track of oh. Bob. In Asking the last a question. Twenty-five years.
2: Is it? Uh, was he just insane? What was? What he would you say the cause of this different.
1: was? Different. I would say, for sure, different. Um, he was a nice guy, though. You liked him? Nice guy. Yeah. Liked him a lot. He was just a really nice just guy. Different. Just quirky. But he was quirky, different, and, and maybe a little off. A little off. Uh, you know, I mean, you think you about looking? an adult man who was probably, I don't know, he seemed old to me at the time, but I was only, you know, early, I was maybe 30 at the time. So he was probably 40, 45. And I... you think of a guy that age carrying around a little Sesame Street doll, you think, okay, there's something wrong there, right? And buying a seat for him at the movie theater. Buying a seat for him at the movie theater when he did his reviews. You'd think there's maybe something wrong. Yeah, Hmm. and he didn't get a house or Um, an apartment or anything else. He lived at the studio. Well, if you don't have a spouse, interesting. Yeah, if you don't
0: have a spouse, Mm
1: -hmm. why not live in the building you work at? Why not? Also, the morning guy, the the morning guy for the AM station, also lived not at this, but on the premises in a trailer. And he connected to the electricity in the station. So, I mean, if you, if you don't have a spouse, why not? And he didn't have a spouse. Most either. of the, most of the companies
0: at that, too. you know, had big buildings, mm-hmm. got plenty of room. <laughs> don't need to hog. <laughs> at nighttime, nobody's there.
2: Basically, right. this is going to uh, yeah. shock you, Jeffy, but people actually have things <clears throat> to live for outside of showing up. And we know <laughs> this to be from Jeffy because he shows up for his freaking weekend show, uh, you know, every weekend. <laughs> And then, so, and then he stays late, like, recording other shows that he doesn't even have to record. He just does it because he doesn't, I guess, my guess is because he doesn't, doesn't want to go home. He doesn't want to go home because he yeah. knows that no one there likes him. Right. Um, and that's my guess. I just, that's, that's, that's speculation, I will say. Um, by the way, I had one other thought, as you were saying this. <laughs> now we're getting on a real... You another, mean, another side trip. Yes, another side trip. We were mentioning um, going out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and these companies that you know expand too fast and they go out of business. And it made me think of a specific prediction that I that hit my hit my head in the last twenty four hours, which is remember we were supposed to go out of business. Oh yes, and yes. the prediction was made by Milo Yiannopoulos. Right, he was the wow. one telling everyone we were going out of business. That's a
1: good and then, uh, point. It feels like That's he kind right. of went out of business. Yep, which is kind of interesting. And we were supposed to go out of business. Last wow. summer, months right and months, maybe a year ago. I thought it was last summer. It might have like been August, last summer, maybe. We were, we're going, going out of on a year. Now. That feels um, right.
2: which we seem like—I mean, I don't know if you can see us right now, but we
1: think <laughs> we're on the air. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll see. There's a report from the Environmental Working Group, and uh, I'm glad they're working because th- these are important reports. And so they've warned 218 million American Americans that they're exposed to potentially dangerous. Tap water, yep. stuff that you don't want to have in your tap water.
2: Right. Uh, Flint, Michigan, being the most obvious example, uh, government uh, has its issues. And even when Does. it comes to really basic needs like water, they can screw it up. Luckily, there's an alternative, uh, and that is the Alexa Pure Pitcher. Do we have one? Uh, we, we do have, yeah, have there one. Go, like and they're,
1: first of all, are quite attractive. As you can see. Almost as sexy. You can see I would say here. almost sexy. Sexy. It's mm-hmm. a sexy picture. Picture. It also reduces up to uh, almost 100%. It's 99.9%. And why they can't say 100, I don't know, but nobody does. But they'll reduce up to 99.9% of 92 different contaminants you can find in tap water and just get rid of all that stuff. They've been working on this thing for years. They had it
2: ready. I would say they had it ready above every other pitcher's standards like two years ago and they still didn't release it because they wanted to sit here and make it perfect. They've done that here um, and they've done more than any other pitcher you're going to find anywhere. Uh, if you want your tap water to be safe, delicious, Alexa Pure is the place to go to get it. Get Get alexapure.com, or call 888-895-7746 I keep hearing from people who say whenever we do this commercial, their Amazon Alexa
1: goes crazy. Um, oh, because so, when you say Alexa, mm-hmm. it wakes up and it wakes it's like, up. yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what, what do you want? What do you got? Uh, why and you... Well, Alexa, mm-hmm. what's the weather forecast for your local area? Mm-hmm. But this is Alexa Pure. Yeah, so uh, sorry for
2: com. screwing up your Amazon sorry. thing, but it's getalexapure.com <laughs> or call 888 895 7746. Do it now. Alexa! We have this uh, great abortion stuff, uh, which is weird to say, uh, but it's incredible, and we need to do it. We need to save it for tomorrow because it's too long and too good. Maybe uh, we can do
1: it after the Glenn segment. Uh, may, no? uh, yeah, yes. maybe uh, yes. we could do it for. No? Uh, re- yes. Yeah, but we're just running yes. so late because we keep ranting about okay. various things. And we've taken a little, a couple of side trips today a It's couple. just been pure fun. Pure fun, I think. We, we actually
2: diagrammed our conversation from yesterday. We maybe we need to do it with the, that last break as well. <laughs> Uh, and I saw the diagram of it. It's, it's sort of insane. Uh, is it? I would say it, it, we may very well be carrying around a little doll of the Count uh, <laughs> and riding yeah, to Kenny well, Rogers. Here we roasters. are talking about we, other people. Yeah.
1: Absolutely no question about that. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. Well, last night, uh, Glenn, it is Black History Month. And um, there's some history that people just don't know about about black heroes in American history. And they really should. Like Booker T. Washington, one of one of the great Americans of all time. Glenn talked about him last night. Here's a look.
3: Up From Slavery is one of the most important books I've ever read. A book that every American should be required to read, and most likely one of those books that are now maybe on the, if you also want to read, and no kid wants to read the stuff that the teacher says, if you also want to read, just tell me what I have to read. This is something that everybody, when they're 30, should read because it tells a story of one man who should have been crushed by the system, who his earliest memory was as a child, hearing the Emancipation Proclamation and hearing the celebration, and the next day, the fear. What does it mean to be free? I have a first edition copy of that book because the book that I read, modern book, started with a uh, note about the author. And it was some big wig, intellectual giant now at some university that said, read this at your own peril because we're not even sure if Booker T did these things. We're not even sure he was even a slave. No one questioned that his whole life, but now we're trying to discredit him because his message is so right now. And the solution to almost all of our troubles, really, honestly. And it's not a message for black people or white people. It's amazing it's a message for people. as they try to ring out, Booker T. Washington, to make him so vanilla, to make him so in question, to to call him an Uncle Tom. It becomes more and more important that everyone decide for themselves: Is this man real? Is what he said even possible? They'll have their version. I bought a first edition copy of Up From Slavery because I want to know out of the mouth and out of the pen of Booker T. Washington, I want to know his story. 1895. It was in Atlanta, Georgia, and Booker T. Washington was standing in front of an audience of thousands of people. He was sweating bullets, and not because he was mer- nervous. I mean, it's at the end of summer in Atlanta, Georgia, and he had spent three hours in the blazing sun walking in the opening parade for the Atlanta Cotton States and International Exhibition and his head was throbbing from the heat the noise he didn't have any sleep the night before and he didn't want to feel that way because today was the day he was going to make history today was the day that a black man was going to speak on the same platform with white southern men and women this might be happening up north but still in 1895 it was not happening and he felt every square inch of that pressure of history bearing down on him. I don't get the impression that he was a dramatic man. He took it as it came. But I have a sense that this was a crystallizing moment for him, and he knew it. Whether, it well, I should say, whether he knew it or not, it was. This was the moment. Rarely in history do you find one speech that defined the life and the work of a man. Martin Luther King, I have a dream. But this was more than a speech. This was the blueprint for the rest of his life. This is what he stuck to for the rest of his life. Um, And it was double-edged sword. It was also the sharpest edge of what, their, of what his critics would use to try to slice him to ribbons. He stood there and he looked into the crowd, and hundreds of black men and women were staring back. And he knew he had to hit just the right tone. As he looked around, it wasn't just the blacks, there were more whites in the crowd than blacks. With 30 years ago, those people could have owned him as a slave. And it hit him. The people that owned me and my mom, they might be in this crowd. Most blacks at the time were born into slavery. Booker didn't know his birth date. He was pretty sure he was born in the year 1858, 1859. Um, You know, but Back at that time, most people really didn't remember the birthdays and certainly not slaves. I mean, it's not like, you know, the master was coming out with a birthday cake and you were, it was a special day. It didn't matter. Every day was a work day. He also didn't know who his dad was, or if he did, he didn't care to admit it. Booker's stepfather, his first name was Wash. Wash Ferguson was his name. Wash was short for Washington. His his family lived in this little log cabin. No windows, just openings in the wall. No weather stripping. The wind blew right through in the winters, which were miserable. The summers, miserable. They had dirt floors. They dug a little hole in the center and put a couple of boards over. Um, and that's where they kept the sweet potatoes. And even though Um, They had food. The the family never sat down and had a meal together because they were all working. Mom was a cook, which was kind of a good job back then. She'd have access to food, but dare you steal any. Even though she was a cook and around the food, even though they had the sweet potatoes being kept, right there, they never had enough to eat. And Booker talks about how his mom stole a chicken from the owner's farm because the kids were starving and she cooked it and she woke him up in the middle of the night she said kids eat he later said no matter what no matter what anybody said because you could call that theft my mom was a victim of slavery I don't think you could blame somebody but boy if she would have gotten caught, they would have blamed her something else that we can't imagine is being appraised Imagine as a kid having somebody come in and just look at your teeth like your horse He was valued at $400 That's a lot of money back then But still That's what your life is worth He said he worked from his earliest years. It was, that's all it was about. He, you know, cleaned the yards, he carried the water. Um, At one point, his job, now imagine being a young kid, starving, hungry, your mom's the cook, making great smelling food, and your job as a kid is to stand at the master's table and just do this, to keep the flies off the food. You can't touch it but you have to do this. He would also bring the master's children's school books. He had to carry them. So he would take his, the books to and fro the schoolhouse. And he remembers seeing the school and all these kids in the schoolroom. And he said, it was, it was like heaven to him. He said, the opportunity Imagine anyone in America, white, black, doesn't matter, anyone in America that's not an immigrant, saying this about education. The idea that someday I could be sitting in that schoolroom and be taught and that I could study in a schoolroom was as close as you could get to paradise. What has happened to us? One of the most powerful things in his book Up From Slavery is the time when he, he talks about how he remembers his mother praying that Lincoln and his armies would win. And he didn't even really know what that meant. He didn't, he didn't know, he was too little. And he said, one morning, 1865, everybody assembled in the big house um, with the, the family out on the veranda and a Union officer standing there, reading the Emancipation Proclamation, and telling the slaves, you're free. Everyone celebrated. Jane kissed the kids, tears running down her face. He said, I I remember it. it, it was the moment in my childhood. He remembers her taking him and saying, our prayers have been answered. And she had feared that she wouldn't live to see the day when her family was free.
1: Can we do the Han Solo thing? The what?
2: Han Solo, first picture.
1: Han Solo? Uh,
2: from, his, from the Star Wars. Yeah, this Wars. is next year? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, they're doing all these hmm. spin-off movies now. Uh, here's the first picture from uh, Star Wars. That's Han Solo, I guess. Chewbacca doesn't look like he's aged at all. Which?
1: Oh, this guy in the middle is, is Han Solo? Yeah. Well, Woody Harrelson, man. He's who's in some who's cash that? making movies, man. Amy? Do we know who that is? I don't know. No, I don't know. She's pretty. Yeah, she is. And who's Chew- this guy? He's pretty. Chewbacca looks the same.
2: Again, he is not aged. That he entire aged. time, he did not age.
1: No. I mean, wait, 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 that's probably 30, 40 years is, Is Woody that, Harrelson in the movie? Apparently, no. Yes. He just
2: stopped by for the picture. That's, well. That's what I wondered. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so that's that. Um, we have that. We have. Uh, I don't know the Michael Moore thing. Let's do some of this because um, we have a spoons coming up in a little bit. Uh, a couple things that I uh, found at Walmart. Uh, a couple new Pringles flavor flavors. Oh really? Yeah. Very excited about. Them. Like it's what? Uh,
1: Can yep. you tell us what flavors you Salsa
2: found? Fiesta? Salsa
1: Fiesta. Salsa Fiesta. Okay. Spicy queso. Very excited about. Oh spicy wow. Queso. Really?
2: Very. That excited sounds about intriguing. Spicy queso.
1: Uh-huh. Intriguing.
2: Uh, what, what, Jeffy? Yeah. Go ahead, say it. No, it's anything
1: Bougie so- sauce. Go ahead, say it. Man, um, I like Bougie sauce. Is, is cheese, is queso bougie sauce too? No, queso. Oh my gosh, really? You won't eat queso? Okay, well, first, lose your appetite. Okay, no, get honest. out. No, no <laughs> just get out. Here's the thing get out.
2: Somewhere over Texas, there is a leak in the heavens uh, and where, where <laughs> queso falls from. And it comes down Great here, time. and that's why America is good. <laughs> End of
1: story. So we'll be America is good because America is queso. Yes. Montescu said that first. He did. Uh, he did. And I've somewhat. said many
2: times, uh, illegal immigration is important to me, but if it screws up our queso supply, I don't care. Open the borders. Oh, <laughs> Right? It. Okay, that that's right? a fact. In fact, I would say build a ramp from mid Mexico so people can <laughs> will have the momentum going to get over the border. All
1: they have to do is get on this slide and just, <laughs> just slide, slide into right America. into our country. You got queso? As long as they're bringing queso. Hit um, So uh, let's do,
2: uh, what time is it? 47? Okay, let's do uh, we'll Why Car cartoon Characters too. Wear Gloves. I don't understand that. Why do they? They don't need it, they're superheroes. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see this video. It's about a minute. We got
4: time. Okay. But hands posed another problem for animators in the age of fuzzy black and white film.
0: Characters were in black and white films difficult to see against their black bodies.
4: Take a look at Mickey Mouse. In 1927's Playing Crazy, he had black hands and feet just like Felix. Oh yeah. He gained shoes in 1928's Steamboat Willie, okay. and in 1929, he's wearing gloves oh, in the smart, man. The rubber hose style of animation is in full effect here. Every character is exaggerated, round, and simple. And like many of the glove-wearing uh-huh. cartoon characters of his time, Mickey Mouse is a non-human doing very human things. In his 1968 biography, The Disney Version, Walt Disney addresses this very issue. He says, we didn't want him to have mouse hands because he was supposed to be more human. So we gave him gloves. So in addition to saving time and providing color contrast, gloves bring non-human things to life, making their grand gestures stand out.
2: That's why we have Jeffy wear gloves, because we want to make him look more human.
4: Triple 727 back. It, yeah, obviously is a it doesn't work. No, it does not it work. It does not work. Back with Queso
2: in just a moment.
1: Yay! <laughs> Yay! Good! Good! Good!
2: Spoons. Okay, uh, some chips are quiet. These are not. They are These loud. are
1: loud mm-hmm. chips, and I, I know you can't hear them right now, but they've been screaming at us the yeah. whole time.
2: I will say, uh, you know, Pringles loud. We have Salsa Fiesta and Spicy Queso. Very excited for the Spicy Queso. But look at this one, for example. This is the problem with the dusting process in this country sometimes. Look at that. That's what, a third of the chip is covered by the, the, the uh, coating? Now, on the other really? side, if I go to the other side, it's got a pretty good coating there. How oh, many yeah, okay,
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know that's pretty Two good. Two thirds on this side, maybe one third on the uh, on the other. I But oh, uh, yeah. these smell loud. They oh, smell yeah. like salsa fiesta. Oh, they really do. Really good. Good.
0: Which one? Now, uh, Jeffy, the red these, one? try the red ones. Not,
1: try, it. try it. These are these. not you. I know for that for a fact. Really? These are not Jeffy. Too flavorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anything with flavor, he doesn't mm-hmm. want it, anything to do with. It. Oh. Just stuff some fat in my mouth and I'll swallow it. I don't want to chew it. I know I can't I can't
0: eat these. The dusting process. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, don't act like you don't care about coating <laughs> being on the entire chip. I gotta say, I like these salsa Do You like them Have you tried it yet? This is really good. The is mm, good. Really good. See, this saves you the trouble, and it's so hard to do to dip them into something. Really you don't wanna is. do that. You don't wanna have to do it. It just tastes Actually, like chips they and taste salsa. better than they smell. Yeah. Now, spicy queso. Really Ceso good is the more important thing we're doing today. What do you give these, by the way? I would
2: give those uh, fourteen. Oh,
1: I'm gonna give 18. them a fifteen, man. That's really good. Yeah, really good. Here's a spicy queso chip. Highly recommend it. Again,
2: like now you got the color of the dusting is
1: uh, is it's mm. the same color as the chip. Uh, Smells spicy, out. man. Really good. I can't get over the salsa ones. Mm. Now you're on queso. On queso. Okay, I thought you were already eating those. Oh, Sorry. no, nasty.
2: Mm. Nasty. Flavor's pretty strong. Um, It's a
1: little weird, yeah, the that queso. Better. Mm-hmm. I do like it, um, but. Hmm. It doesn't taste as queso y as I'd like no, it to. Not quite, it's like. None as cheesy. Not quite as cheesy as I would are, like. Are these part of the million dollar? Th- and that's Lay's, right? That's like That's somebody else.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's almost a little bit of a mac and mm. cheese cheese taste in these. It's a mm-hmm. little bit different it, than I would picture They don't
4: queso.
0: taste like queso. No. no. Well, that could be just in the way they've been dusted.
2: Could be. Obviously, During the dusting process. Considering the it's the entire flavor delivery system, might be something worth commenting on a food show where you're talking about a particular mm-hmm. food item. I will say, surprisingly, and an upset pick,
1: I, I think like I like the, the salsa one actually is better. I'm going to give these about a, an 11. Yeah, I'll these, give, these are a 15 for me.
2: I'll go, yeah, I'll go 12 for uh, queso. Double digits? Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the spicy ones are really, really good.
2: I'm really liking those.
1: I could eat a whole thing of these.
2: Easy. Uh, 12... For uh, queso for me, 14 for salsa fiesta. Uh, Jeffy? Uh,
0: No, these right here are maybe two and a half. Oh, wow. Queso?
2: You really don't like the queso ones. Wow.
0: Wow. These are... That's the lowest
1: number you've ever given anything.
0: Those are not good. All right. Whether the dusting process works or not. And these are they're pretty good. And you'll give them a...
2: Okay,
0: I got an eight, maybe
2: a nine. Eight nine. Right Eight nine
0: is not a number.
2: <laughs> that's two
1: numbers. Do you understand how this works? No, he he frankly doesn't. I say two. That's two numbers. You have to give one number. It's got something on it that makes it taste too much. Don't but just give me a big <laughs> roll of fat and push it in my mouth, and I'll swallow it. That way, I don't have to put up with bougie nasty sauce or flavor. Just. Put it in my mouth. I can't,
2: I literally cannot tell the difference when you do that and when Jeffy's talking. Right? It's like exact, it's the best (laughs) impression.